It's a beautiful day and a fine time for healing. Podcast host Randy Fine, a narcissistic abuse expert and the author of the groundbreaking book, Close Encounters of the Worst Kind, and the captivating memoir, Cliff Edge Road, invites you into her sanctuary, a place where your physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being are all that matter. So put your feet up, relax, and enjoy today's show. And now, here's Randy. Good morning. Thank you for tuning in to listen to A Fine Time for Healing. I am your show host, Randy Fine. Okay, let's set the record straight. Twin flames are not soulmates. So says today's special guest, L. Harry, one of the world's leading experts on twin flames. You might ask me what a twin flame is, but I can't really explain it. That's why she's here with us today. But twin flames, as I know it, are actually the same soul. The soul inhabits two physical bodies when it is incarnated here in the 3D physical world with separate polarities, like a magnetic, negative, positive charge. In order for a soul to return to this plane, it has to accommodate the duality of our earthly manifested existence. So it inhabits two bodies at the same time, and your twin flame is your identical soul with the opposite charge. Soulmates are just one step of our shared divine essence, but they are not the direct match that a twin flame is. This is just one of the fascinating facts that illuminate Elle's twin flame exposed why most of what you think you know about twin flames isn't true and how understanding the truth is the key to bringing to being with your twin flame in this lifetime. This is a short primer on this off-debated subject. Can you meet and find love with your twin flame? And yes, there is hope. But there is also a chance that your opposite polarization can repel your twin flame away from you. Some couples make it, and others may only be short-lived. Elle knows from experience it was her own painful twin flame journey that sent her on a search out of the misery she experienced at the loss of her twin flame relationship, short-lived as it was. Today, Elle has assumed her mantle and is guiding those challenged twin flame couples to a peaceful and loving coexistence that realizes the utmost soul-matching joy and sexuality achievable in this terrestrial life. Wow. Good morning, Elle. So nice to meet you. Got you on. Hold hold on. Hold on. Okay. Here we go. Good morning. Hi. I had you um, unmuted. How are you today? (laughs) I'm very good. Thank you. How are you? I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. Thank you. It's, It's really great. I love this topic because it is something that, I really don't know almost, I know almost nothing about it. And so I like to bring these kind of topics to my listeners because if I don't know about it and I've done over 500 shows and touched on pretty much every topic, then most of my listeners don't either. So I'm really excited to bring this information to you, to my listeners. Um, Okay. So how do you define a twin flame well you defined it pretty well right there in the intro um it's it's the twin flames are two physical bodies that share the same soul 
So that's basically what it is. <laughs> okay. Okay. The two physical so bodies is, that share the same soul. Okay. So is this, so why are they not soulmates? What, what is the misunderstanding that we have here between a twin flame and a soulmate? Well, a twin flame, like I said, they share the same soul. So they're one soul. So everyone has only one twin flame, but everyone does have a twin flame. Soulmates, as the word implies, um, are mates of your soul. So there are other souls that your soul resonates with um, on, to one degree or another. And we can have many different kinds of soulmates. So, for example, um, family members are soulmates, friends are soulmates, lovers are soulmates, um, even animals and pets could be soulmates. Anything with a soul that resonates with our soul. And you know something resonates with your soul if it's in your life, if it comes into your physical existence. But, you know, there's many different degrees of soulmates. And so I think the confusion often lies in that people, um, they kind of interchange the, the thought of, like, they're just being one soulmate with, like, the fact that there's only one twin flame, right? Does that, does that make sense? So, yeah. you know, um, yeah, people think that sometimes there's just one soulmate and it's only in a romantic connotation. But really soulmates are any other soul um, and every, every living thing has a soul um, that, that really your soul resonates with. Okay. And are we resonating with these other souls because we've made a contract or we know these souls um, from being in, in spirit, being, you know, only souls in spirit? Um, yeah, mo- um, most of them. Well, many of them, I would say. Definitely family members. Usually family members are the same soul family. So, you know, even in 5D and in the spiritual realm, um, they, they are all part of, they descend from the same ovoid. <laughs> so you have source energy, right? The, the creator of everything. And then everyone's souls are sparks off of the source energy. Um, and, but, you know, bigger sparks, um, developed off of spark, off of source energy at first and then you know smaller sparks came from those bigger ones so to speak and so that's everyone's individual souls and so it's almost like a family tree it goes um you know like like soul family members are part of are descended from the same ovoid which is directly from source energy that's kind of how oh, wow. it works okay mm-hmm. okay so when people say they met their soulmate and it didn't work out, and they think that this is the only soulmate they're ever going to meet, and they, you know, they don't understand it. Um, they, there can be others, right? Oh, yes, definitely, yes. Okay. Yes, okay. we have many, many soulmates. Okay, okay. So um, how do we know if we have met or if we are in a relationship with our twin flame? Um, well, everyone has crossed paths with their twin flames, most likely. Um, there's people out there who are married to their twin flames, who grew up next door to their twin flames, who work with their twin flames. Um, but, you know, it, it doesn't matter that they know or they call it their twin flame. Um, why we call it, why it's important to know if it's your twin flame is because um, once your soul decides and it, it, it chooses it on the deepest subconscious level, Whenever in divine timing it chooses, your soul decides to suddenly recognize itself within that other physical body of your twin flame. And at that point, the two polarities that you discussed earlier become activated. 
And when that happens, there's a buildup that occurs at first where the two twin flames are brought together like magnets. Um, but then they reach a, t- reach a tipping point where the polarities manifest physically and how they manifest physically is in a push-pull type pattern. And at that point, one of the twin flames pulls away from the other twin flame physically. Um, and that causes the other twin flame, we call it the push twin flame, to uh, you know, go through a very difficult, challenging, shattering, heart-wrenching um, time. You know, it's very painful. Um, they, they feel like they're, they have obsessive thoughts about the pull twin flame. They just can't focus on anything else. Um, and so it's at that point when you, when you would know that um, you, it's a twin flame a situation. Before then, you wouldn't really know. I mean, there's a lot of misinformation out there that says there's all these signs to know if you met your twin flame. You know, and, and they say, like, oh, you feel – they talk about the good part, you know, and you feel so great together and you feel so close and no one understands you as much as they do and you never have such a connection with anyone else. But really, you can have all of those things with a closely resonant soulmate as well. It's once the, t- the two polarities kick in and, um, you know, one pulls away from the other, that is when you can tell if, you're, if it's a twin flame situation. Okay, so um, hearing you say that, Um, I have to just, well, first of all, I'm a narcissistic abuse expert. And so the, Mm -hmm. the pattern of uh, meeting someone that um, meeting someone who has narcissistic personality disorder and forming a relationship is exactly as you said, however, it's a false situation. So the narcissist is representing his or herself to be something that they are not. And they are matching, they are mirroring the other person. So that person thinks they have met the one until, of course, everything changes. So how do we distinguish between something like that and something that is actually a twin flame? Because I know a lot of people are are listening and they're going, oh, maybe my narcissist was my twin flame. Yeah, right. That's a very good question. We get this question a lot. So, and I'm not an expert on narcissism at all, but um, here's what I, my answer would be. Narcissists, um, there's some intention involved, right? They're manipulative. They're trying to get something from, you know, their, I guess, partner, victim. I don't know what you would call it. Right. Um, you know, their supply. They're trying to get mm-hmm. something from that situation. Um, twin flames are not that at all. That's not, that's not at all twin flames. Twin flames are not doing anything intentionally. So, the pull twin flame would be the one that would, would really mostly um, resemble a narcissist. If you just look at what's going on physically, right? They pull away and then the other person, the push twin flame is there all obsessive about them and, you know, just can't like move on or whatever. Right. So um, the pull twin flame though, it's only because of that energy, the polarity energy pulling them away, why they can't be there physically. They're not intentionally doing anything to hurt anyone. They don't, they're pulling away so fast. They don't want anything to do with the push them thing. They don't want to take anything from them. They don't want, you know, they want to get as far away as possible. They feel like, because that's the pull energy is pulling them away from them. Whereas I feel like with narcissists, and again, I'm not an expert with that, but you know, they kind of do things more intentionally and, you know, they try to get something from, you know, their partner. I feel like, Right. Yeah. And they do and they do, but it's usually covert. So the person doesn't really realize sure. it. So, you know, this right. can, this can be a little bit confusing, but so do twin flame flames ever 
meet and then stay together? And is it always beautiful and wonderful if that happens? Yes, well, twin, there's, yes, there's a couple scenarios. So twin flames that um, have not had soul recognition and therefore have not begun the twin flame journey, there's many out there that are married to each other or whatever, and they just don't even know what twin flames exist because they haven't yet had soul recognition. They haven't yet embarked on the journey. So, yes, there's many people like that who, who are twin flames who are together, but they don't even know they're twin flames um, until, you know, and then they go on that journey. Um, and then once they're on the journey and the push-pull goes into effect, that's what we help um, our students do is we help them to neutralize the polarity. So we help them to stop the push and the pull. And when that happens, the soul is able to bring the two physical um, bodies of its, its two physical bodies, the two physical bodies of the twin flames back together physically. So, yes, it's possible um, both ways. <laughs> okay. Okay. So does an opposite charge equal opposite personalities? Or when we are with this person, do we feel as if they are us? So, you know, sometimes we meet somebody who's completely opposite of us. Is, does that represent the opposite charge or not? Yeah, not necessarily, no. Um, the, the personalities of the twin flames, um, anything physical of the twin flames is not what they share. They only share a soul. So it's one soul but with two distinct different physical, you know, attributes and personalities and stuff and characteristics. So not necessarily. I mean, they could be completely opposite personalities, but they could be close <laughs> type personalities. You know, it, it's, it's everyone's, everyone's journey is unique and individual on the physical level. What's exactly the same is what's going on on the soul level with Twin Flames. And, you know, that's really the level that the journey must be a, approached from in order to, you know, get over the obsessive thoughts, get over the core wound pain that they experience, stuff like mm. that. And the doubt. There's always doubt. <laughs> There is. There's always doubt. So some relation, excuse me, some relationships where these people just can't seem to get away from each other, even though there's so much turmoil and confusion in the relationship, that could be one of those situations. And if so, is there something that they can do about that? Yes. So, yes, there are two relating dynamics. Once the polarities become activated and the push-pull goes into effect, there's two relating dynamics that happen. One is that the pull twin flame just goes, leaves, disappears, blocks the push twin flame, and, you know, is gone. The other one is that the twin flames end up being stuck in this back and forth push-pull relating pattern where, you know, the pull twin flame kind of comes and goes out of the push twin flame's life. And usually when that happens, one or both twin flames were in other relationships with other people, married or whatever, um, when they met. And then so the pull twin flame goes back to someone else in between when they need to pull away. But then um, they can come back in to the push twin flame again, but then pull away again, right? And it's like this, this never-ending, you know, back-and-forth type of a relating pattern. Um, in both of those instances, it's the same thing that, um, that, that stops that. It's all about learning how to, we call it balance, but it's really um, decharging the polarities. It's really neutralizing the push and the pull. Because without push, you don't have pull, right? It, it takes two to have a polarity. So it takes only one twin flame to do the work for both, to balance out those polarities for both. And then in that instance, the shared energetic field, which is their soul, is able to bring um, the two physical bodies together because there's no more push-pull going on. Mm, interesting. 
So does our flame transition back to the spirit world at the same time that we do when we leave this earth? Um, No, no. uh, No, twin flames can... You know, they enter the enter this lifetime, incarnate at different times, and they also, um, you know, leave Passover at, at different times. Oh, okay, okay. So, so it's mm-hmm. not like we incarnate and then that point we're both incarnating at the same time and splitting at the same time. Okay, so this can be any time. Right. So we, so one of us yeah. could be here in the physical body, and the other could still be remain as a soul. Right. I guess until it's time for that soul to come in um, and uh, create whatever it is that they, I guess, decided to create or, or agreed to create. How does that work? Yes. Um, well, yes, the soul has, you know, there's a certain destiny, certain lessons. The reason why we even incarnate here in the first place is to learn about ourselves, really. Um, you know, but that's in every lifetime we've incarnated into the physical world because this is the only world with duality, right? This is the only dimension that has the duality, which is polar, polarization, right? So we have up and down, hot and cold, in and out, good and, good and bad, those kind of things. And the reason why there's duality is because without – that's how we learn. You learn about something by seeing what it's not, right? So if you just hold something in the air, do you know if it's up or down? Well, I mean, that would be in relation to something else that's up the ceiling or something down the floor, right? So, right. you know what I mean? So, like, that's how we learn. We learn by seeing the opposite of what things are. And so that's exactly what the point of the twin flame journey is, is to see your opposite of, of what you are. Um, and that's how you see yourself um, on, on the soul level. So that's what that is. And um, so, uh, I'm sorry, what was the question exactly? <laughs> I forgot. I know I asked you it was a long question and so yeah I was just asking like <clears throat> are they are they coming in does the uh, one inc- one incarnates and the other one remains as a soul and then there's a, sp- a specific time that's been arranged for them to come together or when does that other part of ourselves come in if you know is it could it be years later I mean is it how does that work Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just whenever divine perfect timing, when the soul, our soul is orchestrating everything in our lives, you know, unbeknownst to our minds and like our minds don't like that, but it really is. And so, yes, the soul has everything predestined and planned um, when it will meet, when the twin flames will cross paths Um, Mm -hmm. and even when it will have soul recognition. Because remember, everyone's crossed paths with their twin flames in every lifetime. Um, Just now, people where the level of human consciousness is as a whole, people are now just starting to have more and more soul recognition, meaning they're embarking on their twin flame journey, meaning their soul is ready to recognize itself within the other physical mm-hmm. body of their twin flame. Wow. And, and then actually, mm-hmm. go ahead. Oh, sorry. And, and, and in terms of um, the times when um, the, the twin flames incarnate here, um, there could be a, a pretty much a lot of a large gap of age because um, age gap is one of a very common theme among twin flames, having a large age gap. And really anything that, um, you know, physically would make or break other relationships for people where people would be like, oh, no, that person's too young. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to go for that person or they're too old or whatever. You know, with twin flames, you can't help it. <laughs> Once your soul has full <laughs> recognition, you're, you're like together, you know. You can't you can't pull each other apart until all of a sudden the polarities you know manifest. 
Could this be a parent-child relationship? Not parent-child. Um, it, it, we've seen first cousins as probably as close um, relation as, as you can get. Because, again, like the family members, the close family members, they're, they're part of your soul family, so they're other souls usually. You know, so um, in every lifetime you incarnate with the same group of souls. And, of course, your twin flames fam- physical family is also part of your soul family. So in, in a previous lifetime, your twin flame's father could have been your brother, you know, or something like that. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but it, first cousins can be, uh, like, and, and then out from there. Wow. That's so interesting. Hmm. So do we, even if we're, even for those people who are not uh, awakened or uh, conscious or whatever it is um, with this kind of phenomenon or really anything dealing with the soul or the spirit world, will they also recognize that soul and how so? Oh, um, yeah, their soul recognizes itself. So the soul takes care of it. And it's not a conscious recognition. So it's not like, you know, in one minute you realize, oh, we locked eyes and, you know, we knew we were twin flames or something. That's not how it works. Um, consciously, your soul does it on the deepest level and you don't, you don't feel anything at that moment. You don't, you know, there's no like aha moment or anything like that. Um, and so, um, you know, that anyone, yes, I believe that there are many people out there like, especially there's like, um, you know, there's, there's a big um, faction out there of people, you know, trying to get their exes back. Like people who can't get over a breakup with their mm-hmm. exes in a long amount of time. And, you know, they just can't focus on other things and they become really fixated on, you know, their ex and what their ex is doing stuff. I believe that those people could very well be experiencing a twin flame journey. And they just, um, they just aren't aware of it because, like you said, they, ha- they aren't into spirituality and they just haven't come across it. Hmm. Okay. And so do we always know that we've met our twin flame or not necessarily? No, you don't always know necessarily. Um, Hmm. Like I said, unless you had soul recognition and are on the same journey and then you go when you're in the, when the push twin flame is the one that goes looking for help, right? Because the pull twin flame is just, you know, they can't focus really on this because Hmm. of the pull energy is pulling them away from that. But the push twin flame is the one that's just obsessed about it all. Right, because the fear-based, the push-pull energy is fear-based energy, and fear-based energy controls our mind, and it's a very addictive energy. And so the push um, twin flames energy that's controlling our mind, and obsessive and addictive, is addicted to the physical form of the twin flame, the pull twin flame. The pull twin flame, with the pull energy that's controlling its mind, is still addictive energy, but because it's the energy is pulling them away from the push twin flame, they have to try to satisfy the, the, the addictive urges, you know, anywhere and any in, with anyone or anything else, you know. So it's very um, it's very challenging for them to even focus on this at that point. So it's the push twin flame that comes looking for, um, you know, the help, and um, you know, at that point, um, you know, it's them that does all the work or does the work, and then. But that, remember, like I said, it takes one twin flame to, to balance out the fear-based push-pull energy for both twin flames. And then the soul can bring us two physical bodies together. Huh. Mm-hmm. Is this only something that happens with humans? You know, um, <laughs> I don't know that. I mean, anything is possible. So, I mean... Right. Cause I'm, I'm sure just trying animals to figure out. Well. Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah. I'm just trying to figure out, like... Um, 
you know. So, so if we, so this twin flame um, phenomenon is really part of the growth that we have here. We need to meet that other, that polarity of ourselves in order to work through um, soul issues. Um, well, yeah, so this, the Twin Flame journey is one part of the ascension process. So our ultimate goal as souls and why we've incarnated through, you know, hundreds of lifetimes or whatever amount it is so far is to eventually get to the point where we reach ascension. And so um, just now where the level of human consciousness is, people are finally getting ready to, you know, really embark on the ascension path. And the Twin Flame journey is one part of that ascension path. And ascension it means really that you are, you know, rising up out of the, the 3D paradigm of duality, of fear-based energy. And so ascension, when we reach ascension, we're going to have no more fear-based energy within us regarding anything or anyone else. And what that means is a lack of fear, fearlessness is love, because love and fear are, you know, complete opposites and they're mutually exclusive. So the twin flame journey, what you're doing is the twin flame, the pull twin flame shows the push twin flame, their push fear-based energy. And this is otherwise a part of their themselves, a part of their soul energy that they, is their denied shadow part of themselves. So that's what the twin flame, the pull twin flame's role is in this. The push twin flame, you know, usually comes looking for help, does the work, but the pull twin flame still has a, a role to play, even though they're not consciously aware of this. And that is every time they come around physically, the push twin flames, fear-based push energy, you know, reacts and shows itself. And so the push twin flame needs to see that and accept it without judgment, love it, shine a light on it. And then that, that um, allows the fear to alchemize and it alchemizes and transmutes into love. And so with each time that happens, they shift they shift a little bit closer into alignment with their soul, with their truth, with their passions and, and peace and abundance and joy and um, their purpose, all of that. So it's really, um, it's a beautiful, uh, you know, process. And ascension, I mean, is going to be amazing for everyone. Right. I mean, I'm hearing a lot about, I'm hearing love. Yeah, I'm hearing a lot about ascension. So we do, we need to, uh, sort of work through the polarity with our twin flame in order to reach that level of ascension? Um, it's one part of the ascension process. So that's the part dealing with yourself because the twin flame is you on the level okay. that ascension takes place on, which is the soul. So, yeah, the soul is teaching you how to love yourself and how to alchemize all your fear regarding yourself. But mm. then, I mean, we still have fear-based energy with everyone and everything and else and Everything is energy, even, even things, even, you know, circumstances have their own energy, you know, um, situations do. So we still have to, you know, learn how to alchemize our fear regarding other things and people as well. But, you know, this is just one part of it is, is, dealing, is doing it for, within ourselves. Okay. So if we had, say we had a, a very tumultuous relationship with someone, but as a result of that relationship, we grew tremendously because we learned so much about ourselves in that process. Um, sure. Is that one, one of the scenarios of meeting a twin flame? Um, 
I mean, yes, Twin Flames, yes, they show you parts of yourself. And then what we do, like how we teach in order to um, alchemize the fear-based energy that they show you and to balance it out, um, yes, you see more and more parts of yourself. We call it, it's like peeling through the layers of an onion, right? More uh, layers of yourself come up and, Mm. you know, for you to really see. And, you know, it's all about loving yourself, but to love something, including yourself, you have to, first of all, see it. And secondly, understand it. And then thirdly, accept it without judgment. Mm. And so that's really um, what the process is about. So interesting. I love this. This is such a great topic. Mm. Um, You say that we cannot manifest our twin flame into our life. And I know you've explained this many, you know, every which way. But um, is there a specific answer to that? Why we can't manifest our twin flame into our life? Yes, there's a, there's a very specific answer. Excuse me. Um, I, what I mean, though, is conscious manifestation, right, where we're consciously okay. trying to, like, you know, do it. I mean, obviously, anything that's in our life, we've manifested, whether consciously or not. And, you know, and our soul um, is orchestrating it all, and our soul is manifesting in everything for us, really. But, um, so, yeah, we can't consciously manifest. So that means, you know, focusing on them and, you know, doing meditations to manifest them or, you know, whatever – law of attraction techniques you want to use Um, because remember it's the push pull is, is fear based energy and it controls the mind. So the more that you focus your mind on your twin flame, the more you're pushing that energy onto your twin flame and the more they're pulling away in tandem. Hmm. Okay. Um, (laughs) So, so you were talking about 5D, um, which I have so many, um, so many of my guests have talked about it, and I've talked about it with so many other people. And so uh, many of us are, what I heard is, you know, light workers are helping to pull people into that direction where we will then um, ascend into this 5D, um, the, the fifth dimension. And so can you explain a little bit um, for those listeners who don't understand the difference between the third and the fifth dimension? Can you explain what that is? Sure, yeah. So the third dimension is the physical world. It's the one, like, we call reality, most, most of us. Um, you know, it's everything, like, we can see and touch with, and hear, taste and smell with our physical senses. Um, it's, it's the realm where... Only, our physical body only exists in this realm. Everything is temporary. Um, so everything's finite. So it's the only place where time, the concept of time exists. Everything is also linear. Um, so, you know, everything has to be in a certain sequential order. And it's, it's, it's the realm of our minds. So our minds, you know, where they want to categorize and, and um, logically put things in order and stuff, are, you know, this, that's all 3D. And where there's set boundaries for things, you know, where everything has like, you know, a, a definitive edge, you know, that's how we, we see different things because they have different, you know, different shapes and different edges to them, which all form a, are a form of boundaries. Whereas in the fifth dimension, everything just is, and there's no physical, physical definition. There's no time because everything is eternal. Um, and everything is, nothing is finite, everything is infinite, it's boundless, it's limitless, um, and there's no mind, so there's no judgment um, or anything fear-based. 
and there's no duality either. Like we t- discussed earlier, the duality. Duality only also exists in the 3D, whereas in 5D, there's no duality. Everything just is. It's such a hard concept to grasp, you know, to understand yeah. who we are as we are now and as we relate to our world and other people and to understand that that can go away. And what would that be like? I mean, so we don't, do we see each other physically? Do we, do we have a physical um, shape um, or are we just energy, like just complete energy? Yeah, we're just energy. Um, you know, and however you want to see that, really we're energetic. It's like we're clouds. We're clouds of energy expanding constantly and growing in every single infinite direction. You know, some, I mean, if it helps to think about it, you can think of it like, you know, we're just like a vibration, a frequency, you know, going through the air, like a radio frequency or something, right? But really that's not it. We're expanding in every direction infinitely and constantly growing and expanding. All energy is. So, um, you know, yeah, that's, that's what it is. And really, honestly, if you, we're still that, though, here in the physical world in the 3D as well. So if you mm-hmm. were to take a look at, like, the planet, say, um, and just, uh, you know, take out the physical stuff and just look at it on an energetic level, it would look like a spider web or matrix. Everyone is interconnected with everyone else. Everyone's energy is playing with everyone else's energy. And, um, you know, so we're all connected. And with everything's energy, too. Everything is energy. So everything is connected. Whereas when you look at it, um, you know, from the physical point of view and not the energetic point of view, you see that everything looks separate. And that's an illusion because everything is connected. But it, when we look in the physical world, it looks, it looks like everything's separate. But it's not. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So what's the difference between being in 5D and being and crossing over to... Um, what happens when we shed our physical body? Is there a difference? No, there's no difference. Um, you know, you come to the five, you know, we come here for, you know, a set amount of time, which is really a teeny tiny amount of time in the whole grand scheme of our soul because our soul is eternal. <laughs> you know, so for all eternity, I mean, even a lifetime here, which seems like a long time for most people, if, you know, you live to be like a hundred and something, right? But, you know, it's really just a blink of an eye and, and, in the eyes of the soul, really, right? Um, but, you know, our soul just goes up to 5D and then comes, I don't say up, I mean, it's all around, really. It's not really right. up. But, you know, <laughs> energetically speaking, it's up, out, of the, out of the third dimensional paradigm and, you know, then comes back into the third dimensional paradigm, you know, when it wants to reincarnate, inca- reincarnate again. So, yeah, that's what happens. So, so when we ascend, do others who do not ascend who have remained in 3D, see it as a death. Is there a death of a body, or do we just, poof, disappear? <laughs> um, you know, that's a good question. I, well, we, we must have to shed our, our physical body here, I would think. Although, right. what makes me um, – well, here's the thing. We can reach ascension and still be on, in the third dimension. Right, that's, that's what we're doing here, actually. That is the ascension process, is that, um, you know, we're shifting into, like, from the 3D paradigm to the fifth dimension paradigm. But in order to do that, we have to be in the 3D paradigm first. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So yes. whenever ascension happens for any of us, you know, it's going to happen when we're in 3D, and then we're suddenly going to shift into 5D. But we're still going to be, you know, 
in the physical world, you know, like because when apparently when we get to 5D, we're going to then help others around us. You know, we'll have healing energies. We'll, um, you know, be able to lift other people up, right? So, so we're going to help others around us, supposedly. That so we'll help, yet, you know, right, that, that have not that ascended. Happen. Okay, so that's when right. we'll reach back and and mm-hmm. and be treat treat uh, teach those who have not ascended. Um, try to guide right. them to to join us. So cool. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I've been told I've been told light workers are here. I mean, I've noticed that people are waking up, uh becoming enlightened at a ridiculous rate. It, it, it's just yes. amazing. So many it's people amazing. all of a sudden. Mhm. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm sorry. It's like when I like I went through my twin flame journey, um I, you know, it started 8 years ago. And at that time, no one even in the spiritual community because I was a puddle shattered on the floor um, mm. for six months trying to find out what was wrong with me, what was going on. And, um, you know, I, I worked with like 13 different spiritual advisors, psychics, you know, spiritual healers, and not one of them mentioned Twin Flames to me until finally, finally the 13th one, six months in, I called a psychic call in line and she mentioned Twin Flames. And so I was like, oh, okay, well, what's that? And then I Googled it. And at the time I Googled it, like two things came up on Google. If you Google it now, it's like pages and pages. You know, it's crazy. But two things came up. And one of them was my teacher who saved my life. So, wow. um, you know, that's, that's in eight years now, it's, it's just, if you're in a spiritual circle, everyone's talking about something, you know. Yeah. It's, it's not even, you know, it's the first thing any tarot card reader will tell you, <laughs> you know. Wow. So, wow. yeah, it's. It's come so, yes, that's because so many people, and even just since you know I started you know coaching and helping people in four years ago, oh, it's so many people are awakening to this journey, and so if they're awakening this journey, they're awakening in other ways spiritually as well, for sure. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So you talk about the golden age in your book. Is that the same thing as five D, or is that something different? No, so that's um, that refers to it was the year that on um, the Mayan calendar ended um, here supposedly, but it was, it's like when there was a shift and um, Eckhart Tolle talks about this in his book as well. If you're familiar with him, um, a new earth, mm-hmm. it, it's, yeah. it's like, it was just this, this one time when, um, you know, there's just an energetic shift happened here in 3d where it just opened up gateways and just, you know, shifted the level of human consciousness a bit where, it opened it up so more and more people are awakening spiritually. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So why do you think, um, do you think that this was shown to you after all your searching? Because this is what your um, journey is, what your mission is here? Um. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. After all, my searching for what? Well, <laughs> what, so, which way do you mean? so when you were when you were were going through this loss that you had, um, and then you were shown eventually oh. after after searching, trying to figure this out, talking to so many different people, and someone finally yeah. explained it to you. Do you think you were shown that because that was this is what your mission is here to yes, teach yes, people I this? Do now. Yes, for sure, because um, when she told me that, I quick went on and Googled. I found my teacher who saved my life, and even though, you know, within two weeks, 
working with her, I was functioning again. And then, you know, three months later, I magnetized my twin flame back. Um, but I still worked with her every single day. No fail. I mean, it's one day um, in two years. And then she transitioned over. She passed on. And um, so I knew that the world, you know, anyone else going through this, I mean, there's got to be other people out there, you know, going through that. And so the world lost, you know, her help. And so that's when I wrote Twin Flames Exposed my book and I just put it on Amazon and all of a sudden the floodgates opened and all these people reached out to me, please help me, please help me. And I mean, I didn't, I didn't plan to be a coach or teacher or anything like that. Um, but you know, I, I couldn't turn them away. So I had to learn how to, you know, how to teach what I knew. Um, and yes. And then, you know, I realized that now, um, you know, a very common byproduct of this journey, by the way, is, um, you know, your clear senses um, open up which are your psychic senses. And so since, since that happened, um, I've been, my teacher comes to me in a channel, believe it or not. Like I, I can channel her. And so, you know, she's obviously still there helping me to do this. And, you know, mm, yeah, wow. I, I found her and I worked with her every day, even when I didn't need to anymore to learn more and more about the ascension process and stuff. Um, because yeah, that this was my, this is my purpose. And they say, you don't find your purpose, your purpose finds you. And that's kind of yeah. what happened with me for sure. I so agree with that. I so agree with that. So your twin flame is back in your life? Yes. Okay. And so you worked on the, the polarity. And, and so how did that actually come about that that person came back to you? Did you reach out? Did they reach out? Or did, it, did you just sort of come together naturally? No. So um, what happened was, no, we adv- my teacher advised and we advise our students as well, um, you don't reach out. Your soul will magnetize them in, and it, and it does. Like our signature first pro- coaching program is a magnetize your twin flame coaching, and everyone who finishes that program magnetizes in their twin flame. So that's, that's how it works. The soul will do it when it's ready. Um, but so what happened was I was working with my teacher, and I was feeling great. It's all about just really, really it all boils down to how you're feeling. You know, if if you're feeling whole and complete and, like, you're not missing anything within yourself, that's when, you know, when you no longer need or or yearning for or focused on your twin flame, that's when they'll come back in. (laughs) It's called the twin flame paradox. But, um, so, yeah, so I was working with her and then um, just randomly, and I mean, now my situation was, remember I told you there were two different relating dynamics, one where the twin flame just ghosts and one where, you know, you're stuck in this back and forth push-pull relating pattern. My twin flame just ghosted and actually blocked me and told me he never wanted to hear from me again and moved in with wow. someone else. And, you know, yeah. So, um, but then, uh, so all of a sudden, and it always, they always come back in and the way, if you expect them to come back in a way they always did, it will never happen. So he just texted me one night at like two thirty in the morning, like, you know, Hey, what's up? <laughs> you know? And so that's what happened. And then, um, and there was that. And then, uh, Again, he and then after that, it was a month after that, we uh, we crossed paths. We saw each other um, out at the same bar. And then after that, he saw me. He started, um, you know, texting me a lot. And then we met up, and then we went out and started dating again and stuff like that. But and, it's a process. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm sorry. So it, it is a process. It's not like you magnetize your twin flame back once and then you're one and done. I mean, that can happen. I know a couple people, a handful of like thousands that we've worked with that's happened for, but it doesn't, it's not the norm um, because the whole reason, the whole point of this journey is not just to be with your twin flame. 
I mean, yes, that's, that's the catalyst and usually, and that's an, an amazing byproduct, but it's not the purpose. The point, your soul is doing this so that you see more of your own fear-based push energy. So every time they come in, you have more fear-based push energy that comes up and pushes out. So sometimes they, they pull away again until you balance out and you see that, that other layer of it. And then they come back in again, and then they can, there can be another layer, you know. So it is a process. But each time it gets, you know, it gets less and less painful, and, you know, you're, you know, you get more and more aligned with your soul. It really is a beautiful, it sounds awful, but it really is a, it is a, it is a beautiful um, blessing. It's, it's just, it's, this journey is just miraculous. It really is. It shows you how miraculous your soul is. It is miraculous. So does your twin flame recognize that he or she is your twin flame? Um, so he, he knows, I mean, he knows because he knows like kind of what I do. And then, um, you know, so he's like, yeah, that makes sense. But he's not, he's not, you know, as into spirituality <laughs> or anything like I am. He, you know, okay. so he, um, and that's fine. That's perfect. You'll find not both twin flames on the same level spiritually at, at all. And that's perfect. They don't mm-hmm. have to be. Um, but, you know, so he's, he's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. You know, and, you know, he understands we have a connection. And the thing is with twin flames, well, no, but here's the thing. See, so once, in order to maintain any kind of physical relating experience with your twin flame, once, you know, you are, you have embarked on the twin flame journey, there can't be any of that push-pull. That means there can't be any fear-based energy. So it's completely fearless, which is very hard to describe because we don't have that. We can't, on the level of human consciousness where it is right now, no one, we can't be completely fearless with anyone else. Everyone is relating with everyone else in fear-based push-pull energy, believe it or not, on the subconscious level. So we can't, the only people we can do that with is our twin flame at this point because the twin flame is ourselves. So, you know, it has to be completely fearless. So it's not like a normal, I want to say normal relationship in the sense where you don't have, you know, it's very sweet. It's very tender. It's very, um, you know, uh, soft, I want to say. There's not necessarily, you don't need a lot of communication. You don't need, um, you know, there's never, there's never any drama, no triggers, you know, and also, you know, mm. not as much of that, like, fear-based, um, you know, type passion and stuff like that. It's very um, sweet, I want to say, is a word or two okay. I can say. I don't know. It's very uh-huh. hard to explain because, I know, you can't have it with anyone else. Now, that's not, we both each have fear-based energy with everybody else. <laughs> Just with ourselves, we can't be. So, you know, there's no rules. There's no, like, you know, uh, you know, setting, like, expectations on each other because all of that is fear-based energy. So it's very different. It sounds, it's, it's, yeah, you know, it sounds but it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Some people say it sounds boring, but no. It's, no, um, it sounds perfect. It, it's very calm, <laughs> I want to say. Yeah, it is perfect, but... Having said that, you know, like half of the people that, you know, half our students that we work with who have magnetized in their twin flames and, you know, balanced their fear-based push energy, about half of them, you know, choose to be in other relationships with other people because, first of all, it's more, quote, unquote, normal, right? And it is, it could be fun, right? (laughs) We like to relate with other people during the good times anyway. Um, And, you know, a lot of them, a lot, you know, twin flames, like I said, that it, they very often it's very common that they'll have some kind of physical attribute that would make or break other relationships. So it's very common for one of both twin flames to already be married when they meet each other, because you know usually married people, or you know a lot of times, most of the time, maybe married people would be like, no, I'm not gonna, 
you know, get involved with anybody else because I'm married, right? But with the twin flame, it's, you can't, you, it's not intentional. You can't help it, right? So that's a very common thing where, where one or both twin flames are married to other people. So, you know, people who are able to balance out their fear-based energy, once they do that, they're in charge. So they can be their twin flame or they can choose to, like, stay with their families or whatever. So many people choose that, you know? So do we, so do we, do we sometimes meet our twin flame through synchronicities? Is it, is it that kind of thing that sort of pulls you together where you see like you've had all these signs that you're supposed to be together, you're brought together for these, you know, in ways that you would never have met before. Is that a facet of, um, of soul of twin flame discovery? Sure. I mean, yeah, of course it could be. But like I said, everyone's journey is unique and individual. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, there's many people that that does happen for, and then many people, it's you know, they just meet in yeah. a bar, you know. Okay. Or the okay. ones that grew up next door to each other, and then one day they realize they're twin flames. You okay. know. So okay. yeah, it's it's different for everyone. It's what happens physically, how it manifests physically, is as unique to every twin flame as their DNA. But what's going on on the soul level is exactly the same. Exactly. So that's how we can help everyone. Because if we had to deal with everyone's unique <laughs> physical, uh, you know, situation, it, it, you know, there'd be a, an infinite number of ways, you know, we'd be coaching them, you know. Right. I'm but intrigued. It, on the soul level. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. But, you know, so we, we teach them, you know, how to get in touch with their soul and work with their soul energy. And so that's the level of, that this journey, you know, must take place on. So um, at the end of your book, um, Twin Flames Exposed, Exposed, not Exposed, Exposed, um, (laughs) you talk about the process and um, you say, there's some things that you say, you say, remain present and just be in the now, get out of your mind, remember that your soul is doing everything and your soul is magnetizing everything and everyone into your life that matches the vibration of the current level of your alignment with your soul. And you say several things. The more you align with the vibration, the more you will magnetize things and people into your life. So, so I guess what we really, the bottom line is we don't go out and look for our twin soul. It's going to come, right? I mean, our twin flame, it's going to just yes. come. Okay. Yeah, um, they'll come. And like I said, most people probably already know their twin flame or have at least crossed paths of their twin flame. And, and mm-hmm. there's many people out there who are married to their twin flame. They just haven't had yet soul recognition. So it really doesn't matter what label you give it. You know? hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I like, I like hearing that, um, you know, that you and your twin flame came back together and that you really are different and that it's not like this – highly spiritual understanding of each other it's 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 actually very um very kind of like a 3d experience you know where the other person doesn't necessarily have to be as aware as you are and i think that um that's a relief to a lot of people you know because they may be in a relationship that they know is right and but yet may not be on the same um level of of spiritual understanding yeah that's exactly right um and you know not only that like i said most most well it's very common for twin flames to have some kind of physical quote-unquote barrier that would make or break other relationships so not only like maybe you know 
spiritually they're not on the same level necessarily, but, um, you know, there's something physically that, you know, they have to overcome, right? So, for example, my son Flame and I, um, he's 16 and a half years younger than I am, um, you know, and so when we met, he was 23, <laughs> and I was a newly divorced single mom with two kids, you know, mm, and so, well. you know, it it was like, well, I wouldn't think to have any kind of really serious relationship with someone like that, right? Um, right. But there you go. And, you know, other people, you know, could our families could have something to say about that or something. They, they don't. But, you know, other people could, you know, could care about, like, have, you know, what other people would say about stuff like that. And then there's many twin flames who, you know, met um, just online. They never even met in person. But that's how strong the energy is. And they go through this whole push-pull thing and everything. And they're on opposite ends of the world because they met in internet or online chat rooms mm-hmm. or something. <laughs> and then there's twin flames that are, you know, different religions where, you know, that matters to them and their families, right? And or different races or, you know, different um, or same sex where neither one of them have been gay before. It's right. very common. All of those things. Yeah. Um, so it just shows you, and it that's that's not, that's on purpose with the soul because. You know, it just shows that there's nothing, there's nothing physically that can keep twin flame, keep the soul from itself, keep you from yourself. There's nothing. You know, you can't, you can't break that bond you have with yourself. It's the most sacred bond there is. So, you know, that's something that you learn on this journey as well. Yeah, I mean, it makes me think of so many different people, you know, that have come together and you say, you know, when you look at the situation or look at the relationship, you go, how would that person, how is that person with that person? You just can't seem to make sense out of what brought them together because there's, there could be such huge differences between them and yet they're together. So um, that okay. explains a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely know people like that. So uh, in the last minutes of the show, is there anything else? I mean, we talked about so many things, but, is there anything else you, you really want us to know about this topic? Um, I just, I think basically you kind of hit on it already. People are just, you know, I think a lot of people romanticize the twin flame thing. Um, and, you know, obviously it can start off that way. It does not have to. We've had people come in um, and see us who are just, they all of a sudden have these feelings with one of their best friends, you know, <laughs> and it was nothing romantic, but, you know, the energies you know, they'll mm. build up and repelled. So um, it doesn't have to be romantic. It's very common that it is. But, you know, it's not some romantic thing. If you're looking for, um, you know, a romantic sweep you off your feet romance or, you know, love affair or anything, you want to look, you want a soulmate. That's not what the twin flame journey is about. Mm. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. That, that's, okay. That, I would, that's what I would suggest to people because, you know, some people are like, oh, I want to find my twin flame. And, you know, they think it, it's so romanticized. <laughs> But really, it's right. not about that. But I guess a soulmate is not that romanticized either. I mean, we think it is. We think that when we fall in love, we everybody says, oh, this was my soulmate. Um, mm-hmm. It's not necessarily so, I guess. I, I don't know. I'm not oh, an not expert. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But every other romantic relationship you have, if it's not with your twin flame, it's with a soulmate, right? Okay. Because it's just the type of soulmate that's like on the romantic degree of soulmate. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Also, um, so, okay. So your book is called Twin Flames Exposed, Why Most of What You Think You Know About Twin Flames Isn't True, and How Understanding the Truth is the Key to Being with Your Twin Flame in This Lifetime. So um, for anyone who would like to learn more about how to do this, you offer courses or workshops. What do you do? 
Yeah, so we offer, um, well, you can go to my website, bewithyourtwinflame.com, and um, on there we have a bunch of, um, you know, learning videos that people can look at or read. We have articles you can read that teach you kind of like the basics of what we discussed today. Um, we, have, um, we have coaching programs. We have the Magnetize Your Twin Flame coaching program. We have the process, which is a, um, kind of like our do-it-yourself program. It's, it's downloadable um, PDFs. And really, if they just pick up Twin Flames Exposed, they can get it on Amazon or from our website. Um, you know, that kind of gives a very um, an introduction into, you know, really understanding what Twin Flames are. And actually, I wrote that to dispel a lot of the myths about Twin Flames that are out there because there's so much information out there. But like 99% of it is misinformation or misconstrued or just myths or just made up, I guess. I don't know. But it, 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 there's a lot of confusion out there about this topic for sure. Right, or romanticize. <laughs> yes, exactly. um, as you said. Right, as you said. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for being my guest today. This is really um, in- intriguing, really, really interesting. I feel like I've expanded a little bit today. I love to learn about this stuff. So um, thank you for offering this to us so that we can then expand our soul understanding and hopefully get to that 5D because it sounds like it's really special. Yes, it does. Well, thank you so <laughs> yeah. much for having me. This was so much fun. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Okay, well, have a great day. Okay, you too. Thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye-bye. Lots of love. Bye. Same to you. So we all have time today, but if you have any comments or questions about today's show, you can email me at loveyourlife@randyfine.com. May joy and serenity always be yours. Goodbye. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Visit randyfine.com, R-A-N-D-I-F-I-N-E.com, and be sure to sign up to receive updates on the latest blog posts, events, and upcoming shows. Thank you for listening.